Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Somebody hacked my Snapchat account. What? Yeah. I didn't know I had a Snapchat account. Welcome to Talkin' Tofu, a vegan food podcast. I'm Becky Streepy. I'm David Streepy. This week on the show, we ordered Meat Lover's Pizza from Plant Based Pizzeria and finally scored a pack of Field Roast hot dogs. We've been looking for those for a while. Yeah. Our search for a vegan hot dog that meets Dave's five-star standard has been long. It has been arduous. Like a hot dog. It has been, I would say, longer. It's been a foot long, at least. (laughs) It's been a foot long. And people have been (laughs) recommending the field roast hot dogs. And right when people started recommending it, was when I stopped seeing those hot dogs in stores anywhere. I've been looking for them for months. I went to Whole Foods to get some last-minute ingredients for a dish earlier this week, and there they were. Is this the – I feel like this is that part. Oh, yeah. Well, Are we just doing it? No. Are we changing up the format? Do you want to change up the format? No. Okay. Well, there they were, and we'll talk about them later. But first did, – did we, did we like them? But first – You'll have to wait and see. <laughs> You want to? Yeah, I'm trying to connect. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're doing. I'm trying I get to. Th- it. I was a little like, slow, but I get it now. I'm trying to throw like a weighted rope over the wall so that and us I'm just in the future up to swat that rope so back that down. Us in the future can then grab it on that side of the wall when when we get there mm-hmm. and be like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. "Here's where it lands." Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah, you are just like shoving me out of the way as I'm trying to throw. Yeah. Sorry, I'm moving my head back. I'm trying to be more mindful of that, given some off mic and on mic <laughs> feedback. So what I'm saying is that I was really trying to... It was a cliff, little mini cliffhanger. I was trying, trying to, to build an interest. Yeah, I, it's great. It is great. I should have been more receptive. You should have let me do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Dave, how are you doing today? I'm a little grumpy today. Yeah. I had some problems with my uh, computer and my music library and my our network storage, and that happened like right before this, and it made me very grumpy. Because mm. when a- here's the thing about Apple, mm. I'm going to do one of my classic takedowns. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing about Apple. 
The thing I don't like is when it works well, it works well. But when it doesn't work, it's very difficult to troubleshoot and finicky. And it was making me frustrated on a Saturday. Sorry. What? You're looking at what I'm doing. It's because it's hitting the mic stand and making a noise. I thought it might be neat. I was hearing it too. Oh. I liked the sound. It is a nice soothing yeah. sound. Let's do it again real quick. It made it sound like we have business. Like we're we're working on stuff. We're in an office. A busy an environment. Office. Yeah. An atmosphere. A vibe. Right. Yeah. It's not just two floating voices in the in the viewer's ear. Mm-hmm. I like it. So it's it's this cloud business. And it was making me grumpy. How are you? I'm good. I realized when I re-listened to the episode that aired this week that when we were talking about the Hollywood Bowl at the beginning, I said that we would talk later about the fireworks and then we never did. And I'm like, the listener must be so upset. Listener, are you so upset that we didn't talk about the fireworks? We didn't care. Oh. They were quiet. They were quiet is the thing I wanted to say. Quiet fireworks. Blew my mind. Made me so happy. Could have taken it or left it. I just like quiet fireworks. Makes me happy for the animals everywhere. It's the studio audience that we've got. Yeah. Our listeners actually in the studio today just shouting. (laughs) Yeah. We're we're distanced. Mm -hmm. That's Uh, why they sound so far away. Yeah. They're on the other side of the room. And What's what's their name? What's your name? Listeny. No, it's not. What's your real name? That's silly. That's a silly name. What's your real name? Marilyn. Hey, Marilyn. Good to see you. Thanks for coming. I'm throwing it back to you to move on. Good. Okay. So, hey, we got a letter. Do you want to read it? How did we receive this letter? We received this letter through Instagram. IG. IGDM. Let's open up the old well, mailbag and, and get into it. We actually do have a mailbag. We have a letter for, via email that we got, hmm. and we received this Instagram DM. Do you want to do the DM or do you want to do the email? Hey, mm-hmm. truly do not care. Okay, I'm just going to do the, the Instagram one because I, I teed Great. it up. and Yeah. This message. It also makes it seem a little bit tech savvy. Like, hey, we're on Instagram. We figured out how to get into it. Yeah, we know how to use Instagram. We logins. This letter comes to us from Emma B. on Instagram. Emma B. Emma says, I just listened to the most recent episode and the age-old question of chicken substitutes. Have you ever tried Daring Chicken brand? What I like about it is the cohesive texture that makes me feel more breasty rather than nuggety. <laughs> oh. Sorry. <laughs> oh. But I can't think of another way to describe it has striations, also ew, but ultimately it makes it very convincing, that mimic grilled chicken very well. It's one of my favorite chicken substitutes for that reason. Hmm. I can teeter the line into ru- – oh, it can teeter the line into rubbery, though, if overcooked as a word of warning. Oh. It so sounds- that – I recall uh, animal chicken also be teetering the line into rubbery if you overcook it. Those patties that we got. Soy joy? Sure. Yes, I think so. Yes. Those teetered into rubbery as well. If you ever cooked them? <laughs> kind of just normally. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love those. They tasted good. Gosh, they tasted so well, rubbery good. though. Oh, I loved the texture, but this texture sounds more legit. Well, we'll have All to All the gross it. words she used were very convincing to me. Yeah, I've been looking for something a little bit breastier yeah. than, than the standard nugget. Haven't we all? And um, I'm looking forward to trying it. It's a shame that Emma B. didn't 
send us a coupon code or <laughs> give us any information on where to find it. Emma but, B, if you're listening, I did forget to ask you where you found it. So if you could uh, hit me up, that'd be wait, great. Did yep. you respond to the letter? I did. On Instagram? No, Ish. this is where we respond to the letter. Oh. Oh, I did ask you That's where you the found rules. it. She, she did not get back She to must you? be busy. Wow. Yeah. That was some thunder, everyone. Yeah. I don't know if it came through on the mics, but it certainly came through into my ear. Emma B, thank you for this recommendation. I'm going to seek out this this brand of chicken. And if you want to follow up and let us know where you found it, uh, you know, I know. I know you don't live in our house or probably our neighborhood, but maybe we'll, maybe it'll help us narrow down the search, right? Yeah. It's the least the Toeheads could do, really, is our work for us, right? Mm-hmm. She's writing. That's why she's agreeing to whatever I'm saying. No, I think, you know, put the toeheads to work. Sure. Why not? Hey, and if you've got a letter that's as good or better than that letter, or worse. We don't if care. If you want to write us a letter, send it to... TalkingTofuPod at gmail.com. That's talking without the G. We'll also accept drawings. And Instagram. And Instagram DMs and Twitter DMs, What's which we never really Instagram? get. Do we ever say what the Instagram is? We don't. Yeah, we do at the end. Oh, yeah. Let's do it here. We're at Talking Tofu on Twitter or Talking Tofu Pod on Instagram. Not to be confused with Talking Tofu on Instagram, who is a different person. Oh, is that talking with the G or without? Without the G in both Got cases, it. Dave. Yeah. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Um, we are so professional giving our and- socials. Yeah. Yeah. Emma, great letter. Yeah. Thanks for reaching out. Topical, helpful. I also on that. Yeah, because we were just talking. Because it's vegan. But also, yeah, because it's about vegan food. That's what we do. That's us. We do that. But I also wanted to say that when I was at Whole Foods and found those field roast hot dogs, I looked for the Gardein um, chicken scallopini. I cannot find it anywhere. I've been looking for it ever since that episode we recorded where you, you mentioned it, it. Do you think that it's the new field roast hot dog? It might be. I, we huh. can only have one or the other. Do you think uh, – why don't we prioritize finding this daring chicken? Okay. And then – well, let's talk – you just seem to want to move on. No, no, no. That's Let's a good idea. Let's talk about what we want. What we want to make with it. That's this is content. what I want to make with it. <laughs> when I was a kid, maybe like early middle school age, uh-huh. I would cook dinner sometimes for the family. Uh-huh. One of the first things I learned how to cook on my own was a chicken breast that I, you would saute the chicken breasts in oil on the stove until they were cooked through, pull them out of the pan. And then you would deglaze the pan with a little bit of white wine and you would add Dijon mustard and capers mm. and make like a and uh, cream and make like a mustard cream sauce with capers. Kind of like the rapini. Maybe that's why I love the rapini so mm. much at Crossroads. Our old friend rapini. And then toss the chicken back in the pan, put it all together for a minute and then serve it. And it was so delicious and also has that nostalgic like, hey, I'm cooking feeling that you know, as a kid, that's a big feeling. What would you like to make with it? Chicken sandwich. We'll do two. We'll do my thing and your thing. Chicken breast. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to you doing that. You don't want to eat it. Oh, garlic and onion too, everyone, because I'm making food and that's part of it. I just don't like capers. Capers have always kind of been this thing that I never really understood the, the fuss about. I love a caper. Yeah. 
And lemon. You know how I feel about lemon. Yeah. I'm sorry that I'm touching the paper. It's really upsetting me. <laughs> I just drew my eye. You I just didn't... keep looking at it. Everyone, I'm going to take hey. Dave's rundown away from him. He doesn't look at him anyway. If we can keep... I do! <laughs> but you know, you moved away from the mic and if we can keep... Thanks for thinking about that. You have that. to be mindful of that sort of thing. You do. You have to think about the editor when you're recording. Take your take a little part of your... I'm sorry, I'm touching the paper. <laughs> Take a little part of your uh, brain out of the moment and mm-hmm. think about the future for the editor. And I know it's going to be difficult because you're going to be less <laughs> present. And uh, you know, you might be a person who's trying to be more present yeah. in life in general. And so this might work against what your your life goals at the moment kind of are. Yes. And I would say what we're doing, though, and doing is creating a habit. So you start, yeah. it's, a, it's a little bit distracting at first, but after yeah. a while it becomes natural and you can be in the present while also having a good habits regarding the distance between your face and the microphone. That's, it's like a, it's like a learned. No, that's great feedback. Thank and you. if you're the type of person who spends a lot of time worrying about future outcomes of things, <laughs> that might work against, again, <laughs> trying to get away from that anxiety. Um, but if it's in the interest of building good habits and working towards something that maybe you don't have to think about so instinctively, maybe it is worth spending time on, but just, you know, it's a tough year for new habits. (laughs) (laughs) It's a, it's a tough time right now to kind of feel worse about yourself (laughs) for something that you're not doing well. you feel so, bad about yourself? Well, I'm not talking about me. I'm, Is that I'm why you weep about, every time nah, I mention well, the microphone? If you're the type of person who has you know, uh, severe self-confidence issues in the first place and really dings yourself for small slights <laughs> that are perfectly understandable slights that uh, one might have, this might just be like another straw on the back of your personal camel. Hopefully it's not the last straw. <laughs> We'll find out. <laughs> Stay tuned. Will it be the last straw? See, there's your there's your tether. You threw it over the wall. You allowed me to. Yeah, I wonder where we'll be when we receive that one. What a team. You want to talk about pizza? <laughs> Do you not want to talk about pizza? Wow. It sounds like you're not looking at the script. I went high, brought it down. Why did you blow past this one? Do you not want to do it anymore? No, I... Arguably the most researched segment of the show. Yeah, I spaced out is what happened. Okay. I'm back now. All right. Listener, I'm back now. Well, this segment that I'm talking about is Talking Toe News, and this is a segment where... Each episode, um, take a moment to highlight a headline from the the world of vegan news. And this week's headline is from vegnews.com. It's our girl, Anna. Anna Staritz-Donetskia. I'm going to add Anna and just be like, you know that I feature you every week <laughs> on this podcast, right? You should. DM She'll her. be like, please stop. <laughs> You do a terrible job of it every week. Can't tell if you're making fun of it or not. I'm not. Anna, we're big fans. Yeah. You find great stories. That's why we're the fanas. Yeah, we are the fanas. Hey. Anyway, this one. Barack Obama. Remember that guy? I do remember remember that guy. Tan suit. Among other things. Among other things. Celebrates his 60th birthday with a vegan food tech feast. 
From vegan just egg to meatless cheesesteak egg rolls, former President Barack Obama is celebrating his 60th birthday in plant-based style thanks to a menu curated by musical legend Questlove. That is truly the headline that just keeps on giving. Yeah. So let's see. Celebrating the 60th birthday at Martha's Vineyard, where plant-based foods will be the star of the show. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't give the date. This is from August 5th, 2021. So crackling new. Crackling new. Yeah. As of this recording. Yeah. We're just taking the, the wrapping off of it. It's that new. And recycling it. That's the wrapping. I'm staring at it. Oh, I see what you Because you made a noise. Yeah, I see. All right. Uh, one, we will offer guests at least one fully plant-based menu featuring top innovators in the world of alternatives to animal products. Featuring Spam Musubi. <gasps> Made with a combination of plant-based beef and pork from Impossible Foods. Oh, footnote there. Pork from Impossible Foods. Where can I get it? You gotta go to Barack Obama's birthday party. I guess so. Why was I not invited to this party? Uh, just Egg. Uh, mung bean-based vegan egg. We know what Just Egg is, fam. Not clear if the celebration features multiple menus. Plant-based menu is curated by Questlove Drummer of the Roots. Also features Questlove's cheesesteak egg rolls made with Impossible Foods beef and a never-before-seen cheese sauce crafted by Perfect Day, a food technology startup that creates animal-free dairy-identical whey proteins. Whoa. Very cool. There's more here. But you know what? Yeah. Give any of that click. Do it. Be a fana. Leave her a nice comment, It's not very too. fana behavior to, to read her whole article. You mentioned the spam musubi. Yeah. And that reminded me that... Uh, Big Box Vegan recently shared that they found on Instagram at Big Box Vegan, everyone, they found a product called Omni Pork and it's supposed to be like vegan spam. And the, a friend sent it to me and I told her I wanted to try to do spam sushi with it. I need to find it. Yeah. Yeah. Reminded me of that. When I gasped, I was like, oh, I just was reading about the vegan spam. This is a whole different one though. And I want that Impossible Foods pork that's part of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I want that too. Yeah. We agree on this. We agree. Yeah, because we were really let down by a previous vegan pork product. So we need a win in that department. So a whole plant-based menu at Barack Obama's at least birthday one. party. At least one. Yeah, that's weird. I don't think they would have said at least one plant-based menu if there weren't other menus. I mean, that's Anna's. So let's not drag Anna too hard. Those are Anna's words. Right. It, Maybe just, information just wasn't available. You know, yeah. when you're a reporter... I know I know a thing or two. I was on the high school yearbook staff, not the newspaper staff. Yearbook's like one newspaper that you have a whole year to prepare for. So <laughs> not as not as difficult as what a newspaper in high school might be. Or, you know, news in real life mm -hmm. might be as well. But, you know, I can imagine that uh if you're a reporter, it's gotta be hard to get all the facts. In time for print, for print. Yeah, because you also want to get the story out like early. They call that breaking it. You want to break the story. Yes, they call that breaking. You want to break the story. You want to break the story. So uh, maybe we give Anna a little bit of credit. That was all the information that Anna had at the time. Okay. All I right. Think that's great. Yeah, I think Anna it's did a, a good great article. Job. We wouldn't be reading it and featuring it on Talking Tofu, a podcast with a reach of ten or eleven, <laughs> if we didn't think it was a good article. Yeah. That's true. So leave her alone is okay. my point. She's going to listen to this one because I'm going to add her mm -hmm. and tell her to listen to this one. Maybe I'll wait until the next one to add her. 
<laughs> We're doing a pretty shitty job here. <laughs> Mostly me. Oh. See, now I'm just going to pile it on myself. Oh, but no. at least you can hear me when I do it. <laughs> Perfect. Crystal yeah. clear. Yeah. Oh, what did we eat this week? This week we ordered a pizza. We talk about plant-based pizzeria a lot because we uh, love their pizza, but the, usually the one we get is their Georgia peach, which is, uh, is it Beyond Sausage? Yeah. And then grilled peach. Yeah. And jalapeno. Jalapeno and red onion. Jalapeno, and bro. Honestly, a dream of a pizza. And so you can understand hearing those toppings, why we just continue to order it every time we order from them. Yeah. It's an amazing pizza. Yeah. And it comes in a good container too. Yeah. A little paper container. Yeah, it's like a little nice. round. Their pizza boxes are yeah, really cute. <laughs> and it's compostable, which I love. But this time we decided to mix things up and get their meat lovers pizza instead. In addition to the Georgia Peach pizza. We oh, yeah, got we two got two smalls. I wasn't going to order from them and not get that pizza. Yeah. We decided to add a second pizza and we got the meat lovers. And we said, for the pod. For the pod. We're doing for the pod. That's what we said. That's our excuse for everything. Yeah, that's why we have this podcast. Dave. What's on it? Hang on. My notes don't list that exactly. Okay. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) They have mild beyond sausage, ground beyond hamburger, vegan mozzarella cheese, roasted basil pizza sauce, and not listed, there's pepperoni on it. That's right. We got surprised by the pepperoni. Yeah, there's a pepperoni surprise. I got to say, let's say on the pepperoni. I was pleasantly surprised by the pepperoni, but still not there. We're still really? not there with that that pepperoni experience on a pizza that I remember from my childhood. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I was delighted by this pepperoni. I was pleasantly surprised by it. What's the matter? I'm trying to remember the brand of pepperoni that someone recommended. Alicia recommended it. I'm going into our Instagram. pee pee pepperoni. Yep, that's what it was. Pepperoni. That sounds gross. Beehive. Yes. So, plant-based pizzeria. Again, I was singing the Jamie Tart song. Jamie Tart. So, plant-based pizzeria uses the beehive pepperoni that friend of the show Alicia recommended to us last month in response to our pepperoni quest. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I was super delighted that this pepperoni was on there because it's one that we've been looking for and I haven't been able to find it in stores yet, but I found it on a pizza as a surprise. How did you know? Because I looked up where to buy it and I couldn't, and they list not only stockists, but they list restaurants that Mm, use it. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to do your thoughts first on this pizza or shall I go first? Um, Do you choose? Yeah, I'll I'll go. I thought it was, I thought it was good. Mm Mm-hmm. That's about it. Really? <laughs> no, I liked. Um, I, I we had obviously a meat lovers pizza. It's kind of new territory for us, or old territory getting dug up again. I think it reminded me that I'm not really sure I liked meat lovers pizza when I was a meat eater. Like that seemed like a level of excess that even then was like, why, why do this? That's like that heart attack grill that people go to where there's like. You go to it and the whole point of it is how unhealthy everything is. And they have like all the the servers are like nurses 
<laughs> and oh, like boy. there's some challenge. I'm I'm getting it like a little bit wrong, but there's like some like guarantee if you get a heart attack or something like that, like either they pay for it or your next of kin gets something or something like that. Ew. The meat lovers pizza, the concept of it always seemed like a microcosm of that, which is a very extreme version of it, you know? I hadn't thought about it that way, but now that you say that, I totally agree. It's like that, um, but bacon, like on a pizza. Yeah. You know, like that mindset on a pizza as a restaurant, as a, you know, that, but that's not to say that the ingredients can't still be good. It's just like you're coming at it from a point of excess. Yeah. And, but so, but that said, I thought everything, like all the different, meat pieces on it were pretty tasty. I thought the pepperoni was closer than other pepperoni that I've had, but wasn't wild about it. Overall, it felt like it was just doing a little bit too much, which I guess is the point of a meat lover's pizza. It was on a flat crust, which plant-based does, which is great for the Georgia peach pizza. Um, It's not my preferred crust flavor, but with that amount of protein that was on the top, I really needed something bready to kind of balance it out. Mm, And so it was just like a pile of meat on the pizza. So I didn't hate it, but I wasn't wild about it. I see. Well, <laughs> I, uh, I'm ac- accessing my notes here. Okay. Where In which I, what I do, everyone, is when we sit down to eat something that we're going to discuss on the pod, I pull my phone out and I write my immediate thoughts in my notes app. Yeah. Uh, just kind regardless of- Regardless of location. Regardless of location. I kind of, kind of off the cuff do it, like without- Anyway, unfiltered, write down my thoughts to help jog my memory when we're talking about it because as Dave uh, will attest, I have the worst memory in town. Anyway, I wrote, wow, 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 so decadent. (laughs) (laughs) I loved the pepperoni. Alicia, you were right. Wow. It was weird that the DoorDash menu didn't list pepperoni as a topping. And I also thought the crumbles and sausage were delightful. We've had those on other pizzas from them. So that wasn't a surprise. I also noticed because we got both, the Georgia peach was cheesier. And I wonder if they Mm. backed off on the cheese because of all the meat. Wow. The other thing I'll say is I thought the crust on this was wonderful. Yeah. But that's to be expected because of my feelings about bread. Yeah. And you like a thin crust pizza. Mm -hmm, I do because I like to taste the toppings. The crust is just a vehicle. Not to me. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, the crust Mm. is just a vehicle. I'm a crust buddy. If I could just get all those pizza things in a bowl... That'd be gross. That'd yeah. actually be gross. Yeah. On a salad, maybe. Seems yeah. to taste them. Ooh, meat lover's pizza salad. Yes? <sighs> no. Maybe not. Meat lover's pizza salad. So it would be like the shredded cheese and it would be the meat lover's toppings. Maybe fried onion. <laughs> Sounds rants. Like <laughs> it does sound kind of gross. Yeah. Not rancid. Listener, what do you think? Hot or not? Sounds uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> This is what you want to waste the listener's time on? No. Listener. Listeners. You do what you t- want. Say what you want. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Engage however you want or continue to choose not to. <laughs> it's fine. Whatever you do, don't write us yeah. a review. Because- yeah. No. No. <laughs> we are actually uh, prohibiting reviews from this point on. We don't want them. Yeah. No more reviews, We're- especially well, five-star ones. Yeah. Don't do that. No reviews anywhere on where you get your podcast. Reviews, if acknowledged, 
will be to unthank you for the review, whatever the opposite of thanking is. What's mm-hmm. the opposite of thanking somebody? You're welcome. No, that's the response <laughs> to thank you. Why would your welcome be the opposite of thank you? I don't know. I just did it a word association. I wasn't the opposite. In conversation, people replied to a statement with the opposite of that statement as like a <laughs> conversational norm. Yeah, sure. I guess it's like I say good morning and you say good night. Right. That's what we do. You say hello and I say goodbye. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's true. Well, there's a lot of time in between those two things. They're bookends of the conversation. Oh, no. In my head, I'm like, hey, Dave. And you're like, bye. I'm walking away. No. No. I like you. Oh, you do? Oh, God. Tell me more. (laughs) Well, (laughs) what what is the opposite of thanking somebody? I don't know. Criticizing somebody? Yeah, I think so. Insulting somebody? Insulting, maybe. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think it's more criticizing. No, it'd be somebody. like taking them for granted. That's the opposite of being thankful is being unthankful. I think the opposite of being thankful is being critical. Yeah, maybe. But I don't know. You could appreciate something and still have like um, constructive criticism about it. I think you could construct a sentiment that is both thankful and critical, but you'd need, need to be really mindful of it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's a thing that, that not many people could probably do. I could do it. Did you finish your talk? We started talking about a gross salad idea that you had. Oh, yeah. It, that salad sounds gross. I, I I regret bringing it up. But if you think that you have an idea about how to make it happen in a non-gross way, hit me up because as a concept, I like it, but I don't think that my initial thoughts on it were the thing. I feel like I maybe made that salad at the Ruby Tuesday salad bar <laughs> when I was a kid, and but it was like diced ham. Or mm-hmm. cubed ham and like all of those meats that were in the little buckets at the end of the salad bar. And then that's definitely ranch on top at the oh, Ruby yeah. Tuesdays. Yeah. It's basically a big bowl of iceberg, mm-hmm. shredded cheese. As much as you do it until your parents tell you to <laughs> stop. Yep. Yep. And then the cubed ham, the ranch. I think they have bacon bits. And then for me, it was croutons. Mm, yeah, I, liked I was crust buddy from way back. They had those pumpernickel croutons at the Ruby Tuesdays. I liked those. I can't get behind pumpernickel bread or rye bread. What? I can't. I'm sorry. Well, get ready for some rye croutons because I'm testing. What? Them. Really? Yeah. Great for that Russian wedge salad. Were they on the Russian wedge? Yes, they huh. were rye croutons. Huh. I took note of it because I was huh. like, "That's something I'm going to have to figure out." Huh? Yeah. Hey, I wanted to ask the Toeheads to. Um, I was really trying to come up with a, a way to uh, make a thanks Obama joke at the end of that talking toe news segment. And um, if you can come up with one and send it to me and it's good, I'll, I'll, I'll shout you out and read it on, mm-hmm. on the podcast or don't, That's or just don't tofu, engage. Talking tofu pod at gmail.com. Everyone yeah. talking without the G. Yeah. No G. Yeah. In talking. Or just come over. You want to you wanna talk about hot dogs? Yeah, let's talk about hot dogs. So now's the part where I do the setup about how we've been on the hunt for these hot dogs for months and we couldn't find them anywhere. And then I went to Whole Foods and there they were. Are you and, talking to me or are you really doing... And I brought doing... them oh, you're home re- thought, and we ate them. I thought you were giving the edit notes from earlier. No. <laughs> oh, maybe I Sorry. should cut that out. No, no, no. This is my dumb misunderstanding. Should I do it's it funny. Again? No, these are my flaws. <laughs> I'm sorry that I interrupted you. I mean, if if 
if nothing else, if you want to retake it so that I'm not interrupting you, that's one thing. But that's leave it I'm in. I'm happy to show my flaws. Leave it all in. Yeah. I need something to, to listen to to remind myself. That. <laughs> so I got these hot dogs. I brought them home. It was a Thursday. That night, Dave said, let's have hot dogs for dinner. I said, I didn't buy buns because mm. that's who I am as a person. <laughs> you also said, I almost bought two. I almost bought two packs. And I'm regretting I was so, not buying two. Yeah, because I was so excited to see them and they had a lot. And I was like, you could get two. There'd still be plenty for everyone else. Get two. And then I thought, what if Dave doesn't like them? I'll just get one. You just never know with Dave. Wow. Wow. You just never know with Dave. Well, this hot dog quest, you have a high bar. I do have a high bar. You, as you should. I'm just saying you never know with Dave. I don't think that's Dave. a bad thing. Okay. It's, I wasn't saying it was a bad I thing. I think it's a good thing to be a little bit picky. And I am a little bit picky about the food I eat. I think that's fine. Do you agree that I'm a little bit picky? Oh, 100%. Just a little bit? No. (laughs) (laughs) I guess you can, like the container that is very picky also holds a little bit picky in it. So you were trying to get by on that technicality. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Got So the next day, Dave went and got buns. Because he's a go-getter of buns. I I I goad and got buns, yes. Mm-hmm. You goad and you got them. I also got uh, Dr. Pepper. You also got those and baguette bagels that I saw, and yeah, I want to eat one of those. Bagels. Eh? <laughs> and I got black cherry IBC soda. Yeah. These are things I don't normally get, and I got a little bit of a wild hair when I was splashing out at the Publix. I think those baguette bagels would be great for making bagel pizzas. Those what's? Bagels. Uh, come on. Bagels. Thank you. Would be great for making bagel pizzas. Maybe. You'd have to buy another pack of bagels to find out because I'm not sacrificing any of the bagels that I bought to your bagel pizza idea. Is it a four pack or six? It's a four pack of bagels. I would like to eat one of them or like a half of one. Are you going to make a bagel pizza with them? No. I would never. So my point stands. I'll just put some like some butter on there and some jam, maybe some peanut butter. I don't know. Ooh, I'll put some of that tree line cheese spread. Peanut butter on a bagel. <gasps> peanut butter bagel is so good. Mm. Maybe not on a bagel though. Yeah. That tree line cheese that I got on the bagel sounds mwah, chef's kiss. Ooh. Okay. You do you. I'm going to do me. It's, as long as it's not peanut butter on a bagel. If you want to put peanut butter on a bagel, go ahead. I'll get you some bagels to put it on. <laughs> Don't take a baguette and put peanut butter on it. I won't. Too I'm fancy. Sorry. sorry, I thought about it. It's too it. fancy mm-hmm. for that. You're right, 100 percent right. Wow. So, so you got it. Oh wait, no, I got. I went and got. You I goed and got. Yep. The buns. Dave came with the buns. And we made them that night. We sure did for dinner. How'd you dress them up? So first of all, there are multiple ways you can prepare these, but I chose pan fried on the stove because I thought that would be a real delight. I wish I had cooked them up for a few more minutes, but I was very hungry. Oh. Yeah. They were they were like not totally heated all the way to the middle. <laughs> and that's on me. I was so hungry. I didn't notice that. And the broccoli was ready. And I was like, I just want to eat. So I had mine on a bun with vegan mayo and green onions and sliced avocado. You made mine for me. You had mayo, avocado, and relish. And I put horseradish mustard on it. Oh, yeah, you did. Yep. 
nice little tart addition. Yeah, really, spice. really kind of went wild on it. Yeah, you did. Uh, and then I ate, I had two. You did. I know that you like two. I, I had do. one. I got because, a big appetite. Um, two just seemed like a lot of salt yeah. for me. Well, you're right about that. So I ate the two and then... Uh, I'm not throwing you any shade about salt. I'm saying for my particular... I get so thirsty when yeah. I have too much salt and I didn't want to do that. Well, and not salt. to spoil anything, but this is a salty hot dog. Most like vegan sausages are pretty salty. Yeah, hot dogs are salty. Um, that's, that's part of it. So I ate it and then I turned to you and I said, good thing you didn't get two packs because I did not enjoy it. No. Also, though... That's not even the the worst well, part I'm of that. Well, I'm gonna get there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He did not enjoy it. At which point, my jaw hit the actual floor because I love these hot dogs. I they were as good as I remember. The texture is incredible. If I had cooked them all the way through, it would have been even more incredible. I feel like the flavor is spot on. I feel like they've got a little bit of like that hot dog smokiness. They are incredibly salty, but I think that that adds to the. This is a hot dog experience instead of taking away from it. I love them. I want to eat them all the time. I want to put them in a bowl of baked beans and make vegan beanie weenies. Well, good news is you can have them. Yeah. Uh, but this is reflective of our shared or not shared, but our larger experience with field roast is that you love it. And I haven't found a field roast sausage that I like yet. Yeah. And a lot of it is due to the texture of it, which... I wasn't wild about it then or the other sausages that we've had. I don't feel like it has the snap that, that like beyond has really nailed with their sausage. Uh, but so a lot of it's that a lot of it's the aftertaste. I feel like all of the field roast sausages have a bit of an aftertaste and this had a very smoky aftertaste as well that I wasn't wild about. And then the thing you were nodding at earlier was that I started to get a stomach ache probably about 10 or 15 minutes after I ate it. And for the listener, I don't know if we mentioned this in our LA episode. Yes, but... we discussed it at okay. length. <laughs> okay. Sorry. We talked a lot about vomiting. We coined oh. the term vamoose. Oh, yeah. Um, I almost titled the episode that. Oh. I, by the way. Yeah. I thought we were going to call it, we went to Los Vigangelis. Oh, we were. And then we were going to say Sorry. Or it wasn't, we went to Los Vegas, it was just going to be Los, parentheses, V-E-G, parentheses, Angeles, parentheses, sorry, <laughs> parts one and two. You're right. You're right. We'll we'll go into Buzzsprout and change that. Okay. Um, I forgot. Well, then I'm sorry I'm retreading old ground here, but I have a paprika allergy that I've discovered that makes my stomach really upset. Jury's still out on whether that was what caused me to barf when we were in L.A., but uh, even if it doesn't, it makes for an unpleasant, uncomfortable time. So I started to get a stomach ache. And oh, the other thing about it is I'm still like getting into the habit of checking for that ingredient, which is weird because as a vegan, like you develop that skill pretty well. Yeah, that's like your vegan superpower right. is checking ingredients. And but, by you, I mean all vegans. That's what we do. But we it's squint like, at ingredients. Right. But it's like, go on, I'm sorry. But like... It's just not one of those keywords that I'm looking for yet or that I'm used to looking for yet. It's not up there with way. Right. You know? <laughs> so uh, so I started to get a stomach ache. I started putting two and two together with how the hot dog tasted. And then I turned to Becky and was like, did either of us check the ingredients <laughs> for this? And by either of us, I meant you. 
because <laughs> why would I ask you if I checked the ingredients? True. Neither of us had. We looked it up. Sure enough, the hot dogs had paprika in it. Um, them. They had paprika in them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, can you edit this to make me sound smart? Yeah, Thank obviously. And then, so yeah, that was a very specific downer to the hot dogs, but then it made me wonder if that's a common thread with the field roast sausages. And maybe that's something that I had been subconsciously reacting to this entire time before I kind of formally acknowledged that I had this allergy. You yeah. I mean? If a food makes you feel bad, yeah, that's a thing. Well, it was that way my whole life with barbecue because mm-hmm. I loved the taste of like barbecue anything. I loved barbecue back in my meeting days. I loved like barbecue chips. I love like barbecue dish, like vegan barbecue dishes, but I always felt terrible after it. And I thought that was just like, you know, there's this sentiment of like, if you eat good food, you're going to get a stomach ache or you, if you indulge, you're going to get a stomach ache. And I thought it was just part of that before really picking it apart and saying, when I indulge with this, I don't get the stomach ache. Mm-hmm. When I indulge with this, I do get the stomach ache. I'm pointing in two different directions. Uh, listener, Marilyn's over there nodding and giving me a thumbs up. So she sees it. But, um, so where was I going with this? You're talking about your paprika allergy and how it plays into your field roast experience. Right. Oh, but I I was talking about barbecue specifically. Yeah. And, but it was barbecue that made me realize that I had the paprika allergy Mm -hmm. because I looked up barbecue sauce and like a hundred percent of it has paprika. Yeah. Paprika is a a critical ingredient in barbecue sauce. And then after cutting that out like barbecue chips and all that stuff like improvement was very clear you know um so anyway i'm allergic to paprika and he doesn't like field roast and i don't like field roast and maybe those two things are related that makes me feel a little bit better because of how much i love field roast and how much i love these hot dogs it makes me feel like maybe it's not a taste issue but here's the thing yeah go ahead sorry that's all The, the texture's still not there I mean, the texture is definitely not 100% there, although- The hot dog slid out of your bun, Becky. Yeah. Do not rewrite history. Oh, it did. It slipped right out of the bun. Yeah. Slid right out. The kid had the same problem. Name one hot dog that is supposed to do that. See- Name one. I'll wait. I hate when people say I'll wait on Twitter. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Of course If you don't respond quickly enough, I'm sorry I didn't prioritize you trolling me. (laughs) (laughs) I'll get right on that. Um, here's the thing. I don't need a lot of sausage in a bun of any kind in general. Is this a common sausage in a bun experience where it just slips out? No. Oh, I, cause I feel like I do remember that happening to me, even with like the beyond sausages when we would do them in a bun. Beyond sausage is, I mean, that slips, vegan sausages slip out of a bun more frequently than meat sausages slip out of a bun. Why? I don't know. There's probably something gross about the meat sausages that sticks it to the bun better. <laughs> meat just has more traction. Yeah. <laughs> There's usually, well, it, maybe it's a casing thing too. Oh, Like yeah. the casing when you're cooking it has like a little bit more of like a gristle texture to it and that like hooks into the bun a little bit better. That actually makes sense and isn't as gross. Yeah. Still. Pretty gross. Still gross. Yeah. But not as gross. Slightly less gross. So you loved it. I loved them. I didn't like it and then realized that I shouldn't have had it. Right. But I didn't like it before I realized. Like in that, because when I eat something that has paprika in it, there's still a point where I'm enjoying the food. 
It's yeah. not until after that that it rears its head that yeah. you shouldn't have eaten that rears its head, you know? Mm-hmm. And that can go like, can be a little you shouldn't have eaten it or it could be a big you shouldn't have eaten it, you know? Yeah. But I was already off of Team Field Roast Frankfurters. Before the paprika discovery. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Just like, I'm going to say something just, it's going to blow your mind. Okay. I would rather have the Light Life Smart Dog than a Field Roast Hot Dog. I missed the Light Life Hot Dog. Yeah. Wow, 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 wow. That face she's making, I don't think the Field the Light Life Hot Dog deserves that face necessarily, but it is a very ungourmet hot dog is what I'm pointing at. Like that one exists to remind you of, of the experience of eating a hot dog. It's not there to replace a hot dog. <laughs> it's there so that you can participate in hot dog activities and remember the fun of like a hot dog at a ball game or when my work does its Halloween festival, they do like veggie dogs and it's that dog. And it's like you see everybody else having traditional hot dogs and then you've got one in your hand too. <laughs> you get to... Right. It's kind of like we were at a concert and the water that they had there at the vending places what do you call the place at the beverage stands there we there we go i said i was having trouble with words yeah you did and you delivered it was canned water and what was it was it called liquid death it was liquid death yeah and it looked like a can of beer like it looked like you were buying a tall boy i thought it looked like an energy drink yeah or like an energy drink or something it took me like maybe an hour hour and a half to realize that this wasn't beer and that's i think it's the same thing like as a vegan sort of like as a person who doesn't drink like you get to no one's gonna if you're you're holding the hot dog like you're holding the beer you don't have to answer any questions you can just like live your life but i also think like that shouldn't be what we're striving for obviously no 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 not at all and they have it has its place and i do have a little bit of affection for that light life hot dog like from a taste <laughs> perspective too because a hot dog like you can top it and you can enjoy it and it's not like bad tasting yeah it's just not special there's nothing special about it and so i applaud field roast for trying to make a special hot dog but it's like beyond figured this shit out with their sausage mm-hmm. and that was years ago yeah Everybody should be on the same page now. If we're trying for replicating the experience and the snap and the spice of sausage, I'm not saying there's not room for different flavor combinations and different like, you know, levels of smokiness or barbecue or whatever like that, but like from a texture perspective. Yeah. There's a part of me though that has a an affection for si- Seitan based meat products to me, they're not going to be like meat texture wise. To me, they're their own thing. I like that texture. Mm-hmm. If I'm craving something meaty, mm-hmm. sometimes that's, I do. You got me. And that's what I got <laughs> that's, you for. That's why you got married. If I'm craving something meaty, though, like sometimes I, what I want is that Seitan texture sometimes i want the beyond sausage but Mm -hmm. it more often than not what i want is that seitan texture like to me it's a whole different yeah it does tick those boxes and that's initially what it was about but i feel like it's been a part of my life for so long like to me it's a 
It's like the way that I feel about when anyone ever puts sunflower seeds on anything. Right. It's very like comfort food. Like that gives me like sure. a 90s vegetarian feel. You know what I mean? Right. I don't know if I'm saying good words about what I'm thinking. No, it sounds like the accommodations you have made to kind of scratch this itch in the past have become a norm for you and that now you're that's a staple that you're you're going back to like that's your that over the decades of having this be the only option you've come to expect a, a certain level of taste and texture experience out of these things and that gets that was very far apart from what a traditional hot dog or sausage experience is and so now you've kind of created a new category in your head for that. Does that sound right? Yeah, I think you build a, a palate is built, right? right? Like if you give up sugar, um, you know, at, at at a certain point, like carrots start to taste really sweet, right? Yeah, like your you know mm-hmm. palates are built out of your habits, and yeah. I, I feel like for me that that's created this extra category. Yeah, yeah. and maybe that's why I like these so much. Well, like to yeah. me the. I don't know. Never mind. I just keep saying the same thing. I'm done. No, but I think <laughs> that's completely valid and understandable. And I think as I'm not trying to like approve of it or anything, right, but right, right. I think like you are justified in having that category and expecting that category and using whatever food you can find in the store to, to fill that need, you know, like, I guess what I would point at is that's not what they're trying to do. They're not trying to fill that category for you. They're trying to make sausage and hot dogs. Yeah, that tastes and, like animal right, sausage and hot dogs. Right. And so your use case for those is better than what they're intending it to be. <laughs> like you've created a category where not only does this work better than what they're intending it for, but you can then build on that with your recipes and the way that you treat these foods to enhance them even further because they're not necessarily bound by the shackles of this is a sausage and it needs to be in a bun. This is, you know, like you come up with dishes all the time that are taking those as a base and adding them and exploring them in new directions, you know, but I just don't want to let them off the hook for, intending to do something and doing a bad job of it in a landscape where others are intending to do that thing and doing a great job of it. Okay. And I guess what I'm going to say is to that, I don't know that that's their intention. I feel like impossible and beyond are very like clear and vocal that they are not for vegans. I mean, they are vegan we're welcome to purchase their food and eat it, but that's not, we're not their target. They're not marketing to us. Mm-hmm. Like we're a nice to have audience. We're a small audience. Field roast, I feel like is made for vegans. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, and field roast, I mean, they've been around. They were, they were there for us right. long, long before. And I think for them, we are their target market. And so they are for us. I don't know. I think that you do have to take that into account when you're, Thinking think, about how meat like their meat is. Right. But to the question of does it work as a sausage? Yeah. Does it work as a hot dog? This is called a field roast frankfurter. Yeah. It is intended to be that. I guess And it right. fails at doing that. These field roast sausage products are called field roast sausages, field roast breakfast sausage. They couldn't be clearer in the terminology that they're using. And 
Yeah, you could argue that just because that's suggestive of a use case doesn't mean that they mean it to be a one-to-one analog to a meat-based product. Like, sure, that's true of most vegan products, I think. Yeah. But again, I feel like that's letting them off the hook. They're trying to, to make a vegan sausage and it fails kind of these checkpoints of what a sausage needs to do, how a sausage needs to be represented in a dish needs to stay in a bun. <laughs> the flying out of the to, bun is <laughs> does take away from the experience. But like needs to be a hot dog that you're excited about eating. Needs to be, you know, and I think there that that gets into taste territory and I think that is obviously subjective. Like but it it just shocks me how little they're growing or changing in what they're offering for as long as I've been paying attention to them. Okay. I'll allow it. So we had these with roasted broccoli too. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Because I felt like we needed a big vegetable, a lot of roasted broccoli, huge amount. Yeah. And and then I saved it. I saved my night with my dessert, which was Trader Joe's soy cherry ice cream. There's like their cherry Garcia. It's cherry ice cream and uh, chocolate chunks. And back to nature makes a fudge cookie, like a fudge striped cookie that uh, kind of resembles those old Keebler cookies. And I crumbled those up and put them in there as well. Had myself a little ice cream treat. And that was great. The whole time being like, is this paprika going to make me throw? (laughs) (laughs) But I was enjoying the taste of my dessert. When Dave, you plated it in a lovely way. He put the ice cream into a clear mug so you could see both of the beautiful scoops. And then he arranged the the two cookies were sitting on top like beautiful little butterfly wings. I noticed it when you walked by. I was like, ooh. I think you make a little bit of fun of me when I'm making my dessert. I'm not. (laughs) It looks like a restaurant dessert. I like the way I like to make them look nice. You should. It looked nice. I'm complimenting you. Okay. Okay. Dave. I wish that I'd eaten these cookies so that we could do a quick mini review of them. Should I go eat one real quick? If if I don't want to burn a whole episode topic. Oh, we have so many. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm going to go get a cookie. I'll be right back. You want one? I want one, yeah. So it's been a really long time since I had one of those Keebler fudge stripe cookies. I feel like the Keebler ones might be thicker, but that's just based on my memory. They are. From childhood. Okay, they are. These are kind of thin. It's a thin cookie. It's a thin cookie. I liked that because I like a higher chocolate to cookie ratio, but I will also say that cookie was amazing. It was like a buttery, salty shortbread, Mm -hmm. and the chocolate was like creamy and bitter. And I love these cookies. It's my favorite back to nature cookie that I have ever had. Couldn't agree more. Back to Nature has a coconutty feel to their chocolate cookies. The chocolate chip cookies also have this coconutty like flavor to them. And I think it works really, really well and sets the cookie apart from like a traditional chocolate cookie. And I'm not as ready to go for a chocolate cookie as I am like a peanut butter cookie or an oatmeal cookie or something like that. I kind of juggle them all equally. But when it's Back to Nature, I'm in for the chocolate cookie. I think it's the best vegan chocolate cookie I've ever had. Their chocolate chip cookie is the best vegan chocolate cookie I've ever had. Um, But this one is like, it's holding hands. 
It's this cookie was incredible, y'all. Yeah. I can't believe that these cookies have been in our house for like a a week. Yeah. And yeah. I'm just now eating one. You could not have been less interested when I showed you the box. I think because it's I mean I was across the house and you couldn't read it first. Well, and, and then I brought it closer. <laughs> I was like, you're not excited about this? And you're like, what the hell are you showing me? I wasn't that excited because I think those those Keebler fudge stripe cookies are not like a thing for me, nostalgic wise. And for me with a chocolate dessert, often I'd rather just have a piece of chocolate. Mm. But these cookies are amazing. Mm-hmm. And I hope to make them part of my regular dessert rotation. Oh, you have to get past me first. They're good though. Yeah, they are good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but hey, let's not. Speaking of not letting them off the hook for the thinner, the, no, they're not trying no, to be no, a no, 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 no. We got to re- review. We got to rate the Frankfurters. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's rate those Franks on uh, Maryland. What should we do for uh, rankings? Vamoose. What vamoose? Oh, yeah, like a, on a as a numbered thing. That's how many vamoose. The vamoose was a anti nausea medication that we made up. In- oh yeah, yeah. But we probably shouldn't. That's do- kind of not fair to to them. No, it's look. Not. I'm I'm going to come in low. It's no surprise, but I want to be fair How about, about it. Obama's birthday menus. <laughs> <laughs> How about Obama's birthday menus? Great idea, Marilyn. Actually, I thought about it for a second. <laughs> More. So don't do that. But how about uh, how many thanks Obamas would you give it? Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good one, Marilyn. Great job, Marilyn. Thanks uh, for workshopping that. Can you come that. here every week? And, you know, feel free to get on mic if you want. We got a chair for you. We got an extra mic. You can be the third coast. I'd prefer not to. Okay. Well, that's your call. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. I, I keep thinking she's going to say more. That's why there's a bit of a pause. Between when she talks and when I talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just giving her space. That's good. Yeah. How many thanks Obamas, Dave? One thanks. One? No. One thanks. A half of a thanks Obama. Yes. Wow, 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 wow. Let me be clear. (laughs) It was well thought out. (laughs) Well, I'm going to give him eight thanks Obamas. What? This is my favorite vegan hot dog, everybody. This is why the country's divided. God. What's Should your we favorite these? vegan hot dog? Uh, yeah. It's so good. Wow. Hey. Wow. Why don't we rate these cookies? No. No? Sure. I mean, 10. You? Nine. Yeah. So we loved them. We love the cookies. How, what are we giving those, though? Oh. You didn't even give it a thing. Keebler Elves? Sleepy Joes? <laughs> <laughs> Still 10. You? Um... Hold on, not keep not Keebler Elves. Not Keebler Susie Elves Joe's. is really good. Okay. Why are we giving this non-vegan company prop the prestige of a ratings like thing? No, you're right. You're right, you're right. I think okay, on a scale of zero to five Georgia Peach pizzas from Plant Based Pizzeria. Five. What are we talking about? The cookies. The cookies? Four and a half. What? It's the same ratings as before. Yeah. Is all. But it's just a better... Better scale. Yeah. Better scale. Well... <sighs> Do you, well, you just read all the rest of this. Thank you all for listening. If you're enjoying the show... <laughs>
<laughs> Take a second to rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps us out. And despite what we said earlier, we really do love reading nope, your five-star. Nope. And we will read them on the pod. The, we are – there's a moratorium on reviews. <laughs> no more reviews. None. Do not review us. Now you're giving us what we want. You can also follow us at Talkin' Tofu on Twitter or Talkin' Tofu Pod on Instagram. And I'm Glue and Glitter on all social media. And you can find my recipes at glueandglitter.com. Why don't you put that on here? Yeah, one day I'm going to forget. I'll add it. Well, like the first 40 days Mm -hmm. that you did forget? Yeah. I'm line leader at Twitter and Instagram, on Twitter and Instagram. And we'd love to hear from you if you have a suggestion for a food we should try. We especially love that because we like to try food. If you have something to say about an episode, if you want to drag Dave some more for calling pasta cooking water gray water, write to us at TalkinTofuPod at gmail.com. That's talking without the G or DM us on Twitter or Instagram. We don't care. Just reach out. Hey, I, I just realized that that's what Emma did. She had a suggestion for a food we should try. Yeah, and she reached out to us on Instagram. Yeah. Emma followed directions. Emma made it to the end of an episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's a record, Emma. Talking Tofu is a production of Caddington Inc. Our music is by Delicate Beats. Yeah, I just want to say I cheered up a little bit. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. I mean, it's clear, right? Yeah, I can Parked see up it. a little bit, right? Your energy level has shot up. Bye. I have one friend on Snapchat. <laughs> is it me? No, it's Allie. <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. Aw. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.